Hello, and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. Merry Christmas, y'all! Happy Holidays! Ho, ho, hello! Sure? Or Let's go with that. Hello, um, ho, ho. Oh, sorry, no, that works better. Hello, yeah, ho, ho, ho. You blue ho, <laughs> ho it. So, this is a very festive Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we're taking the best of the month of December and compressing it all down into a single... 40 to 50 minute bite and we're just gonna relax because it's it's getting towards the end of the year and i am tired as all hell i don't know about everyone out there but i'm just i'm good to hibernate i think i think this might actually be the year i'm pretty sure you said you were tired last week and the week before it's, be- that. it's becoming an ongoing thing well i might we're just do from tired. now on <laughs> is we, we're not going to record an introduction we're just going to like copy and paste the audio yeah and then it'll just jump straight into recommendations. And then kick oh you God. awake. That, that'll save so much time, which means I can get more rest. You guys can get more rest. <laughs> and we can It'll... read some great comics like, hey, Dean, what have you been reading this week? Hey, nice. Um, so, on my... Oh, I unwrapped this upon the day of Christmas Day. How dare you? This, <laughs> this is... Be- how dare you sacrilege... It's not Christmas. We're not recording this on Christmas. And it might not even Listen. go out. This There's a potential that this episode might go out before Christmas. Did you, Dean, did you open a present early? I don't. You fucking cheeky sod. Did you open a present no. early and not tell me? You're on the no. Na- naughty list, mate. Naughty list. No. no. Listen. Listen. Santa said I could. Because Santa was like, ho, ho, ho. Dean McKnight, this is a fucking ace comic and you should read it immediately. Tear that bad boy open. Ho, ho. And then he got out of my house, and then I immediately tore open a fresh copy of One Punch Man by Yusuke Murata and One. And I can't believe we actually haven't talked about this comic before, being as it combines two of our favorite things, manga and superheroes. I feel as though it probably would have been brought up if it wasn't for the fact of My Hero Academia. Yeah. That is true. That is also superheroes and manga. And also the fact that everyone and their mum must have heard of One Punch Man by now. It got an anime adaptation last year and it's sort of been rising in popularity ever since. For those not in the know, it's all about a young man called Saitama who wants to be a hero for fun uh, in a world that is constantly attacked by monsters and supervillains. You know, your standard superhero affair. But the problem is, he is so incredibly powerful that he defeats every villain, every threat in one attack, one punch, and, well, that's kind of gotten him down a little bit. And one reason why I love this is that in a typical shonen affair, this might mean, this might be like a whole power level fight thing, you know. Oh, my power level is 9,001, and your power level is 9,050, so you're going to kick my ass. But this is more about the effect of this incredible power that main character Saitama has and sort of how that causes this gravitational effect and draws in not only nut jobs and superheroes wanting him to teach them their secrets, but also a lot of comedy and a lot of almost thoughtful drama to a point. But mainly comedy because, of course, if you're going to be so ridiculously powerful, you're going to have pages and pages chapters and chapters of these massive fights only for Saitama to walk in and be like hey what's up slap 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 all these heroes that have fought themselves to the bone almost dying he just comes in and is like oh it's happened again I thought this time I could actually be a 
wonderful, thoughtful, stupendous hero, but it's happened again. Dush. <laughs> but it, it has a lot of that sort of Japanese-style absurd comedy to it. So, oh, and I, I absolutely cannot forget the art by um, Murata-san is... I say this a lot, like, oh, this art's great, but this his artwork is technically incredible. If you get a chance, check out the, the manga over the anime because he essentially draws keyframes of animation for manga pages. There's a lot of famous GIFs out there on the internet of uh, people lining up his various spreads and they literally do create animated panels. Mm. He puts so much work into his, um, his artwork and it only just about compares to one's incredible writing. It's a modern... Modern classic. It should I'd be say. noted that One Punch Man, the official Shonen Jump manga, is actually a retelling, mm. isn't it, of one's original web manga, which yeah. you know was was drawn in this very silly style, and mm. Murata has just blown the artwork out of the water now. <laughs> um, I think it also should be noted that this is pretty much almost like a bitten by a radioactive podcast world. Yes, yeah, all the definitely. heroes, because I feel as though. We're like two episodes away from creating our own hero based around um, vests and tank tops. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is an absurd, comedic, perfect manga for those who want a little bit more silliness, but that's that shonen manga edge to their comics. Mm-hmm. And speaking of silly web manga, I have mm. been reading uh, a gag comic as well. Happy now. Yes, I've been reading a comic called It's All for the Breast by <laughs> Alexis Sugden. Hello. And uh, I've been reading it because uh, it updates just before my webcomic does. So it's always oh, right. Like, right there when I update. And I'm like, cool, I'll click that as well. Um, but it's about um, a, it's an autobiography um, about a young woman who has a breast reduction at age 18 because she's kind of going through gender issues, body issues, teen angst, but also she has massive bazongas. <laughs> How big are we talking here? Like way big, like huge bazongas. And they are just a pain in the butt, a pain in the chest, really, actually. Of course. <laughs> and, you know, she has, she she's kind of presenting as this tomboy. Like she goes to introduce people to her um, first boyfriend and they're like, oh, what's her name? Because they assume she's a lesbian because she presents as like this butch person. So you can kind of assume what sort of issues she's going through. Hmm. And it's just really funny. And uh, the best way I can describe the art, I realized, is if you imagine the Animal Crossing villager, but with a perfectly anatomically correct body. But yeah, it's it's actually really informative because it kind of goes into details about like breast reductions and stuff and how it kind of affects people who have, you know, gender issues and of problems with body confidence and things. And just people who just do not like their bodies and want to actually do something about it. Yeah, <laughs> very proactive. Yeah. But yeah, overall, it's just really funny, quite reactionary comedy. Mm. Now, that's a big one to follow up on, Josh. It is. Um and I think I'm kind of okay, because a couple of weeks ago, Jade recommended one of her favourite comics, Asterios Polyp. Yes. Which is also one of my favourites. However, I've decided to go with my second favourite comic of all time, oh. um, which is The DC New Frontier by Darwin Cook and Dave Stewart. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, it is. Um... Primarily, it's all about uh, post-World uh, War II and Cold War tensions in like a superhero 
world. Mm. The age of the superhero has kind of declined, but now there's an alien presence which is kind of causing it all to come back up and new heroes are turning up. So yeah, that's pretty much the uh, plot for it. Mm -hmm. But my favourite thing about it has to be Darwin's art. Yes. It's so like striking. I see a lot of like comparisons to like Kirby or like Bruce Tim or like the Fleischer cartoons, that mm. kind of stuff. And I can t certainly see that. But there is something about Darwin's work that is unmistakable. Mm. Um, I always remember, I can't remember where I heard it, but it was Darwin effectively saying, when you're drawing comics, never draw the floor. I think I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I remember something like that, yeah. But it's always kind of stuck with me, because now whenever I see his work, you never really do see the floor. And it's always got a good <laughs> focus, because I, I think what he was trying to say was, the floor is boring, why are you drawing it? Draw something more interesting. Hmm. It's a good philosophy. If you've got a lot of the floor in your panels, then clearly you're not either close up enough or you're not focusing and you're not getting a good image out of your characters. Yeah. I seem to remember. That's really interesting. Yeah. I, I could be paraphrasing. I no, could no, be making sounds, it up. No, that, that does sound like something I read, but I, mm. I can't 100% remember if it was him, but... Oh, that, I mean, that's, that's even worse. By <laughs> the way, it's good advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that reminds me. Jade and I were at a, um, a con one time and we bumped into this guy who was stealing all the sandwiches at where we were staying. Yeah. <laughs> he just pretty much popped it all. He was very, very drunk. We were like, who is this weird sandwich man? And it was Darwin Cook. <laughs> and I didn't realize at the time who this like guy was. And then I, I looked him up afterwards and was like, oh, he's a fairly big <laughs> deal. It, it was pretty much the year before he passed away, which was really mm. sad. Mm. Rip in peace, mm. Mr. Cook. Yes. But hey, New Frontier is really good, and it's definitely, I think it's my favorite work of his. And it has all my favorite heroes in it, which is probably you, why. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you like really kind of more graphic design sort of end of visuals as opposed to, like, highly detailed stuff, like stuff that's very, mm. like you were saying, like Bruce Tim, so more on the cartoony side of things, yeah. but, like, super stylish, that's, that's Cook stuff. Yeah. Man, we've actually talked about superhero comics on the superhero podcast. <laughs> Do you guys want to make a superhero? I sure do. Mm, do you guys want to make a Christmas superhero? Oh, here uh, we go. Jingle, jingle. Jingle all the way, baby. Can't forget that. And if you want to give us a Christmas gift on this festive season. Well, A, it's a bit late. Well, it may or may not be a bit late, depending on how <laughs> we feel about releasing a podcast on Christmas Day. Sh Schrodinger's present. <laughs> but if you want to give us an early slash late Christmas present, uh, you can always leave us a review. It'll be massively helpful for us and it'll be massively helpful for you because the name that you leave on that review we will use to create a superhero. We'll put it through a name generator. We might take bits and pieces of it and attach it to another bit or piece and create a whole character, superpowers and all, from that. So you too can be a Christmas hero if you leave us a review um maybe december next year but leave us a review now it'll be help more helpful anyway anyway so it's christmas or boxing day maybe delete as applicable it's the <laughs> festive season there you go it is the festive season it is advent of course we have to do a christmasy name generator and i've got the perfect one a few weeks ago we were talking about that we haven't really done an elf character <laughs> right <laughs> And of course, Christmas and elves go together like mistletoe and wine. Mistletoe and wine. 
this. Uh, I've still got comics on the brain. That, that, that's that's kind of a uh, ringtone, isn't it? It goes monotone, polyphonic, mistletone. <laughs> mistletone. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we won't have mistletone in this Christmas elf named Generator. Ooh. Yay. There you go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I was going to say, there's, there's some dramatic pauses there. And this Generator has a little bit of a blurb about it. <laughs> Deck the halls of holly... Cr- Create Christmas elf names with the Christmas elf name generator. Generate random names or choose a Christmas elf name based on your own name. It's great for role-playing games, RPGs, online multiplayer games, MMORPGs, and most of all, Christmas fun. I'm looking for Christmas fun. Oh boy, Christmas fun. Jade has just volunteered to be the first person to put a name into the Christmas elf name generator. Oh gee, tell me what my elf name is. Uh, so your elf name is Eggnog Greenlights. It's a good thing that we didn't have Eggnog as one of the options last time then. Because yeah. <laughs> that was on my list. Uh, and we have a description of your character as well. Ooh. She is a quick-witted elf who helps all of the other he- uh, elves with their problems. That she doesn't sound a like bright... me at all. <laughs> no, you're very selfish. Um, she wears a bright green hat with a bell on the end, and she makes enchanted storybooks for all the little... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> this Ooh. one just fell straight into our lap, didn't it? Oh, dang. I mean, you you make enchanted books for small children or whatever. Eh. What was that name again? Run it by me again. Eggnog Greenlights. Eggnog Greenlights, yes. Okay. Uh, Josh. Yep. Prepare yourself for an elfing. T- tell me my elf name. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm you okay elf. over there? Yeah. You got a little bit of a sore throat? <laughs> I need a lozenge. <laughs> well, you're sounding awfully hoarse there, cookie icicle bubbles. <laughs> oh, I forgot to change, change the agenda, so you're a she. Uh, I don't care. Cookie icicle bubbles. L- l- luckily, I don't think cookie icicle bubbles is really... Uh, Gender specific? No. No, it doesn't really lean either way. But uh, she is a bit of an airhead who forgets to do things, but is loved by all the other elves for being so happy. What a she doofus. Wears, I know, what a fucking dweeb. I'll beer up. Um, she wears a tunic embroidered with silver icicle patterns, and she makes delicious <laughs> chocolate chip cookies for all the good little children. A tunic? Am, yeah, I, am I a Roman elf? <laughs> am I going to a toga party? Um, you're going I'm, I'm to a, a elf. And now for Dean McKnight. Wait, boy wait, is, elf. That, is that it? Is that the end of mine? I just make cookies for people. Yeah, that's it. That's it, dude. I, I wonder if I was put into that job, or if it's because my name was Cookie, they made me. Oh yeah, fucking you're just being put into a hole. Why don't you? <laughs> well, I wonder if it's just because this isn't a very imaginative generator. <laughs> well, you say imagination, but I I've just got a face full of it right now. My elf name is Mince Pies Fruit Socks. Fruit mm-hmm. Socks. Um, he is a silly, lovable elf who is both creative and fun to be around. I sure am. <laughs> he wears a jacket embroidered with frosted winter fruits. And he makes candy canes and toffee apples for all the good little children. All right. What's a winter fruit? Um, it's going to be like one of those oranges with those um, cloves stuck in it. Cranberries? Did they... Listen, uh, Christmas elf name generator, there's no such thing as a fucking winter fruit! No, I'm sure that's winter fruits. Just loads yeah, of berries and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I guess. For the birds to eat. For okay. Sure, be... I've already got something for you. 
Dean. Oh, yeah. Because they're making candy canes and toffee apples, could they be some sort of weaponry? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do we necessarily want to actually make Christmas elves, or do we want to use that as a springboard for making something else? It'd be such a shame to throw away these perfectly <laughs> good... Um... Okay, okay. I just, just didn't want to feel too No, I, I was being, like, amazingly sarcastic oh. just then. I mean... <laughs> Uh, oh, by the way, I hope you all remember what your uh, personalities were because they are gone. I'm an airheaded doofus who um, wears a tunic. Who wears a tunic and makes cookies. So we got cookie icicle bubble. We've got uh, mince pie fruit socks. And eggnog green light. Ah, <laughs> oh, so who are we going to focus on? Who do we like? Um, I think we can probably go for all three as some sort of elven superhero team but i don't think make me draw should... another team <laughs> <laughs> it's fine they're gonna be small you don't need, you don't have to worry about it stop making me draw teams this is look, my christmas you... wish look all you, right you did okay with the breezes and there were seven of them uh, remember the dad with hundreds and thousands <laughs> of children <laughs> oh yeah 60 hmm. children actually each firing a thousand arrows from the mouths. Stop, stop, okay. It's fine, right. they're, they're, they're really small. They're just Three elves. elves. Three very small elves. I'm holding yep. you to that. That's fine. And you don't have to draw the floor. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. If you want to do three busts of elves, <laughs> that that is fine with me. All right. Like some, draw them on t- some type of, do a wreath. It, has, <laughs> it, can, it can be a really simple wreath. And just do three kind of funny face elves. Excellent, got it. Okay, proceed. Okay, I um, think Eggnog Greenlight has to be the leader, I think. Or, no. Ca- Captain Eggnog. Mm. you got to get the green light from Greenlight to go ahead. Uh, yeah, there we go. That works. Because I was just thinking, because I think we have to go down the Enchanted sto- uh, Storybook route, don't we? Mm-hmm. But it's not a very leaderish kind of trope for a ability, is it? Mm, I think it's more the whole taking care of people around you is the leadership mm. quality. Now, mm. is there such thing... Um, I'm sorry to all the listeners who are of other faiths, but is there such a thing as Christmas Mancy? What the fuck is Christmas Mancy? What do you mean, like magic? Well, in the se- like how we perform audiomancy on yeah. all of our work. Yes. You know, like necromancy is all about bringing the dead to life and dicking around with mortality. And you got like pyromancy is all about fire. Is Christmas Mancy a thing? If anything, it'd be called Christmancy. No, but then it's like, if you read that in a book, that's like Christmancy, and we do, we don't want to dick around with the Bible or anything like that. Noelmancy, maybe? Hmm. But where where we... are you going with this? Yeah, I suppose it depends on where, what you're doing. Um, I don't know. I just had a, a good word in my head. Well, do you Christmas know what? It, it, it's not called Christmasmancy. It's called Festive Cheer. Okay. Festive Cheermancy. <laughs> I like this. Okay. Right. We have to remember that we literally do a podcast about making superheroes. These, Mm -hmm. this trio has to fight crime. Yeah. Yeah. The the crime of not being festive. Well, (laughs) see, see, I'm scared. We're just going to fall into a Grinch hole here. Oh. You know, it's going to be a a whole lot of fighting Grinches and you know bringing cheer to kids. We have to fight. Well, no, crime. obviously the the final boss is going to be Krampus. <laughs> okay, Krampus. okay, hold your horses. How about they're a team that get woken up every festive season 
to specifically tackle thieves who go for Christmas presents. Okay. Okay. We're, we're toeing the line. So it's a bit I'll like that, that Marks and Spencer's Paddington advert they've got going. Yeah, what happens in a bit. That? Yeah. I've not seen that. Paddington just sort of interrupts a thief and he's like, oh, you're Santa. And it's just a really fat thief. Oh. And thief, then he, sh- then he fucking... shows him the mean of, meaning of Christmas and gives him a sandwich. <laughs> and, well, not one of those like manky hat sandwiches, is it? Yep. It, it comes directly from the hat. Yeah. Yes. If you, if you think about that, that ain't the best. I mean, that bear's probably got mites. And... We are 20 minutes into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So maybe they, once again, we're doing like a, a, a time-based hero that they only come out. Maybe their their powers are greatest at like Advent or something. But who who are these people? Who Who is mince pie, fruit socks, cookie I- icicle bubble, and eggnog green lights? I feel like cookie icicle bubble must be very immature. Like... Mm. Maybe you're right, Josh. Maybe they they named these characters not based on their personality, but just kind of first impressions. And this one was just like love cookies, love love icicles, love whatever the other thing was. Just I love things, and they're like, okay, that's your name, I guess. Um, give it another go, Jed. Okay. Um, <laughs> Is this but- how this podcast works now? It's just <laughs> mm, try again. Try again. Take two. Yeah. Take two. Give me a second. I'll, I'll take another crack at it. Go on. They're a very hyperactive elf. So... <laughs> let's, let's move away from the childishness. Okay. Cookie icicle bubble. I got nothing. Someone else try. Oh, shit. Um, cookie icicle bubble, cookie for short, runs a... Cookie, cookie for short, it's just their first name, Dean. <laughs> well, it's shorter than their full name. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck you, Josh. Um... <laughs> Cookie runs a Christmas-themed diner that literally is only open from December to the middle of January. And their business is very dependent on the festive season. Uh, So dependent, in fact, that if they don't make enough money, they will go starving for the entire year. How is this related to fighting crime? Now you fucking hold on a second, Jade. (laughs) Okay, okay, hold on. Take a lap, Jade. Come back. Okay, bye. <laughs> so she implies mince pie and eggnog to oh is the word Christmas bouncer a thing we can use? Can we have the bouncers of Christmas? What like security guards? Security guards for the entirety of Christmas. Um, man, it turns out these extremely complicated names don't leave a lot of hand grips for us to latch onto. That's why well, I was like, let's springboard, but never mind. <laughs> I th- well, I think I've got, like, abilities and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. You know, crazy candy cane staves or staves. We've got Jade's crazy storybook where kids who are naughty get thrown into an oh enchanted storybook. <laughs> yep, that what? works for me. Okay. Uh, but not kids. Hmm. So thieves. Naughty, naughty yes. thieves. <laughs> naughty thieves. <laughs> and Cookie Icicle Bubble just... Do we go down the cookie route or the icicle oh. bubble? Oh, oof. maybe they use. I fucking I don't I don't know. We're ruining Christmas. No, mm. icicles are a very very sort of weapon like object already. Mm. They're yeah. fucking treacherous. Have you ever had that horrible feeling when you walk under like an icicle covered door and you're just like, huh, huh? Careful. I, I get it when I'm just walking under like a dripping. Not tap, but just anything that drips, I get a bit antsy about. Make it's it like sharp, a... even worse. 
Yeah. A tree in melting snow mm. is like, oh. So, like, they can literally fling icicles and that would make them pretty fucking dangerous. What I'm getting from here is that, like, eggnog and cookie are pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. They're two fairly dangerous individuals with these extremely, well, and potentially violent powers for um, Christmas. What if they were... <gasps> Hold on. Unless what you're going to say is really good. I think I might have figured something out. All right, let Dean try. Go on. What if they were elves that would go around and, you know, spread Christmas joy and punish naughty kids, but they got a little bit too hardcore about it. Just roughing up kids. Yeah. They're going down a punisher route. Do you know what? We're actually on a similar path here. Oh, thank God. Because I I was going also for rehabilitation elves. Okay. Now, we have, obviously, R2, Dean, are quite extreme as we brought up this is where the green light comes in mm-hmm. what would happen if this enchanted storybook was similar closer to kind of like a naughty and nice list right mm-hmm. where now eggnog green light kind of judges their actions about whether or not they're going to be going too extreme in spreading festive cheer right and honestly oh. if it works they get the green light, green light. Mm-hmm. what okay. if they get the red light though they get a timeout in the enchanted storybook Okay. For a moment there, I was like, he's talking about judging, and I mentioned the Punisher. Are we going to do like a fucking <laughs> like festive Judge Dread? <laughs> Are these. So, what, in... what happens in this enchanted book then to these naughty kids? Mm. They get chased by the Gruffalo. Do, do these people still. Do these elves still stop thieves? Or. Remember well, the whole if, crime fighting if, thing? If we're, going down the, if we're going down the dr- Judge Dread thing, could it be that the enchanted storybook is similar to a, one of the cubes? Well, the ISO cubes. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. okay. hold up, hold up. You want to throw kids? No, it's not going to be kids. Into it's the ISO be, cubes. It's, it's going to be thieves, adults who are ruining Christmas for people. Oh, but they're treating them like kids. Mm. Like, oh, let me check my naughty list. Oh, Greg, Greg, you're on the naughty list. And Greg's Drunk like, driver, Greg. One year storybook. <laughs> I like that actually. <laughs> Hansel and Gretel, two years. See you later. <laughs> I, I kind of want to give this like an edge you know I think a lot of people listening to this right now are either becoming bored of the the saccharine Christmas spirit or they're already bored of the, the saccharine sweetness and joy and oh boy it's the, it's the snowman he's gonna dance with the other snowman can we actually have some talks in 2000 AD I know, I know it's a little bit done. And what I know subdivision it's... elves? Yeah, like elves is like an acronym or something. And I, th- I think that was like, wasn't that? Do you remember Artemis Fowl? Never read it. Oh, they're books, and I'm pretty sure they had like a community of like elves and fairies who did somehow make elves into something. Hmm. Hmm. It's like the elite league of festivities or something like that. Festivities, elf. elf. Oh, elf. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Elite League of, festiv- of Festivities. Or yeah. Festivus. Festivus for Mega City 1, mm. maybe? But mm. yes. So we got the, the ELF, the elf. And these elves, <laughs> and that's E-L-F-S. These elves, they get given a, a very bright uniform, very festive. They get given these hilarious code names. With bells so, on, so criminals know they're coming and they don't care. They want them to know they're coming. Exactly. Because they can't watch escape out. judgment. You better watch out. You, you better, better watch, watch out. out. You, you better, better watch, watch out. out. 
You better watch out. <laughs> it's just that one one line from that song over and over again. Claws is the law. <laughs> I am the claws. <laughs> 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 All right. All right, this is fucking our Christmas break now. Okay. It's not your Christmas break, listeners. It's our Christmas break, actually. Um, and then give me a fun fun little pun on, like, the lawbringer. Because that's the bike, isn't it? I get confused with the bike and the gun. Mm. There's a lawbringer and a lawgiver? I'm a I, little I, don't bit wanna, I don't want yeah, to commit to this. But you got the, the slay one, maybe. Mm. That's They all ride the that's same shit. vehicle. That's shit. What? How's that shit? Just putting... Reference name number one is shit. No, it's a tried and tested formula. <laughs> well, have you got a better name for some sort of tricycle, like motor trike? I've got these a name three... that's perfect for a thief, which is Saint Nick, because of he nicks course. things, but <laughs> I've got nothing else. Oh, also, it's uh, Lawgiver is the pistol. And Lawbringer is the bike. Uh, Lawmaster is the motorcycle. Oh, Lord, fucking Judge Dredd is cool and like <laughs> kind of a base level. But these agents, they are agents now. They roam around this incredibly sad dystopian... All right, now we've got an angle, <laughs> right? Mega City 1 is a shithole. So, like, this is a government-funded, uh, super high-level initiative to spread Christmas joy. <laughs> okay. Right? And um, the only way they know how in this horrific future is by forcing it down their throat by correcting people at every turn for the most minute of crimes and um oh what's the the word i'm looking for transgressions yeah for minor transgressions against the season and they're cycling around maybe like the bikes like the rudolph one maybe that's a good name so hold on are these still heroes or are they oppressive government operatives Hmm. but these three oh right these three have been agents of Elf. This is still Elf mm-hmm. for a while. And maybe they've seen through the um, the oppressive regime. Maybe these are heroes because they... Hmm. Now, one angle we could take is that perhaps in a city this large, there is sort of a multicultural populace. And so forcing Christmas down their throats is a little bit... Shitty. Um, Yes, mm. and this is bitten by a radioactive politician. We're closing in on that, <laughs> but maybe we could take sort of that spin with it. Maybe forcing Christmas isn't the answer. Maybe forcing good tidings to all italics underlined bold is the way to do it. And maybe mince mince pie, cookie, and eggnog realize that. Hmm. Or we could just take a different angle that like being too oppressive is crap. No, I kind of like that, but we have to. Remember that heroes save people and protect people. So just kind of going around and being like, also, there's these other uh, holidays you may enjoy. Uh, that's not very... <laughs> it's it's a very good and decent thing to do. And I wish more people would do it. But it's not like... It's not a heroic act to save someone. Let me make it heroic. Okay, go for Jane. it. Um, you, you give me your forehand and then I will give you my backhand return. I, I did my run. I did my lap and I came back. <laughs> And you came back refreshed. Nice one, Jade. But imagine, forgive me, I'm not Jewish, but you're setting up for Hanukkah, but you set up the candle and you've got the family around and you're celebrating um, like your, your holy time of the year. Then all of a sudden, you hear sleigh bells at the window and you go to look and it's Elf. 
and it's three of the finest agents of Elf, and they're coming up the stairs, and you're like, shit, put it all away, put it all away. And then they bust down the door, and they're like, are you, are you not abiding by Christmas tradition? And then it all goes fucking bonkers from there, until mince pie, cookie, and eggnog come in, save the day. Okay, yeah, I like that better. We got, we found our angle, guys. Hmm. We found it. And we're like two thirds of the way through. <laughs> are you enjoying this, Josh? I, I am. I'm feeling festive. Exactly. You're feeling festive. Everyone should be able to feel festive at a time that is traditionally celebrated amongst a lot of humankind because, well, you've made it this far into winter and you survived. That's a pretty good run to a lot of ancient humans. So maybe Eggnog Greenlight isn't the only one with a copy of the Enchanted Book with the naughty mm. list and the nice list and the storybook section. Like I'm envisioning it as like three pages, each page is one of those things, right? What if it's a tablet? Could be a tablet, yes, mm. but Enchanted Storybook seems more on the theme. Yeah, Enchanted Kindle isn't really no. <laughs> that impressive, is it? And also swiping up isn't as... <laughs> it doesn't have as much flourish as turning a page. What if it's an extended as hell acronym instead of a, a tablet? An E-N-C-H-A-N. No, blah, blah. stop. Anyway... <laughs> I was going to say, what if every team is made up of three and each one has like a leader like Greenlight? Yes. And so if people aren't complying, what happens in the standard version of the Enchanted Storybook is you get thrown into like like a sort of, what was the the film where they sit the bloke down, uh, Clockwork Orange, where they kind of Mm. strap your eyes open and force you to experience the thing that they want you to experience. So, like, you get thrown into the most festive-ass Christmas room, but then our our sweet eggnog green light has created a sort of, well, tailors like a an escape room, I guess, within their storybooks. So if someone, like, maybe they rescue people from those storybooks as well. Hmm. And then someone's like, like, maybe you've got a really kind of bar humbug person who doesn't have any faith or celebrate any kind of holiday and they just they just want to be left in peace and she's like here hold on and she just scribbles him scribbles something in, in holy her book shit and warps Jade. someone into this quiet room that's just like a beach in florida or something jade don't you see what's going on what eggnog green light and the team and the and the fellas and the boys and all the girls mm-hmm. they're going around and they're they're giving people what they want for the season don't you see who Eggnog is becoming? Oh. They're becoming Santa Claus. Saint Nick. Holy They're shit. They're becoming Saint Nick. No, can we use Saint Nick? That's cool. Because Nick Nick is also a term for being arrested. You've been nicked. <laughs> Maybe that's like um, the nickname <laughs> The nickname that they pick up. Oh, no, you don't want the ELF coming around unless it's Saint Nick. Saint, Saint Nicked? This is coming together now. Um, so the, this trio is actually coming around. And enforcing a different kind of Christmas joy. It's mm-hmm. your Christmas joy. It's your Christmas joy. It's all y'all's Christmas joy. Not just, I say Christmas, it's festive joy. Mm-hmm. Not just a Christian-based, paganist Christmas. And I think that's kind of pleasant. And of course, crime is for. They are fighting against the system as well. I guess the only villain in this is going to be the establishment. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 don't, we do love a good anti-establishment hero. Here. I sure do. You know, get, get yeah. some emotion-changing heroes, some anti-establishment heroes, mm-hmm. and we are in for the night. Yep. That, that's mean, our escape room that we're <laughs> to. It's 
our Christmas gift to ourselves. I'm, I'm sorry, listeners, this has turned into a very selfish episode, but at the same time, I'm kind of not sorry. This is our Christmas gift to ourselves, so it's fine. Ah, oh, we just pat ourselves on the back. Hey. Um, we, we need a source of drama, though. What if... There's not enough. <laughs> in this I'm sorry, dis- your family's been torn apart and one of you's been thrown into a sort of hell room from which we cannot physically retrieve them. But there's not enough drama. What if either mince pie or cookie is like of a different faith and they have to hide it from the ELF? What if there's that kind of tension? Okay. What if like one of them isn't Christian? Maybe, maybe one's like a Sikh or a Muslim. Or um, Buddhist or something. What if mince pie has to uh, enforce one of their own families? I'm sorry, one of their own families. Could <laughs> this be... this elf is just fucking what? What's the word? Polygamous. Yeah. <laughs> Many secret families. Could Cookie not actually be an airhead and actually oh. be a spy? Oh shit! For the baddies or the goodies? Cookie could be part of the establishment. Oh, dang. And they're just acting like an airhead to try and figure out what eggnog and mince pie are up to. And they keep tipping them, like, tipping off the establishment so other Mm -hmm. elf teams show up. Yeah. I like that. I like that. See, yeah, we've not had a proper, like, double crosser. A proper double agent. No. It could be kind of, um, maybe down to, it's specifically kind of spurred on due to eggnog becoming more like... Obviously, Santa. You know, maybe maybe a bit, maybe it's a bit of jealousy. Mm. Oh mm. no! What if what if Cookie like is sort of the Raphael of the group, and they're very against forcing Christmas down people's throat. So when Eggnog start Eggnog, sorry, starts becoming Santa Claus, they're like, now fucking hold on a second. We made a, a vow not to be all just Christmas. We're becoming what we were fighting against, or. Their family could be hostage. No? Hmm. Wait, whose family's hostage? Um, um, cookie. Cookies, yeah. Well, I suppose it would be quite nice to have it kind of end up with the three of them back together if they can save Cookie's family. It's all about family, man. Hmm. If I've learned anything about the months of December and January is that it's all about family. <laughs> oh, how, how are we feeling about these heroes? I have an idea for a, a, an event that could happen. I was wondering what was going on. You, you were so, you kind of, you were silent for a second. I thought, ah, it's the 11th hour finale. I'm contemplating, yes. <laughs> um, so I wonder if when they sort of really stick it to, you know, the establishment and mm-hmm. maybe they start taking down elf team leaders, mm. they get written into the Enchanted Storybook. And maybe mm. an effect of being written into the storybook is... There's like a public awareness of what's in these books. Oh, so it's like a TV channel or something. Sort of, maybe. Like they've become elf aware. Hey. <laughs> I like that. Well, these storybooks can be manipulated anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So perhaps Eggnog could kind of write these leaders and t- like rewrite them as like a group of reindeer. And then, like, the leader, so, like, the really big bad just gets turned into fucking Rudolph and gets bullied for all eternity in this oh. book. Jesus. As the story repeats itself over and over again. That's kind of dark. I like it, though. It fits the tone of our very forceful, vengeful uh, forces for festive joy. Like, they basically have to live this 
kind of Christmas moral story over and over <laughs> because it's just a little storybook that people read over and over. Oh, you wish it could be Christmas every day. Imagine if you're Rudolph. and I mean, like, pre-not-bullying I was going to say, what after he uh, saves the day? No, no. Every <laughs> once time... he went down in history. <laughs> every time he's about to go down in history, the story starts over again because they uh, can't be of course. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I think... Well, actually, do you know what? Now, now that you've mentioned Rudolph, I do feel compelled to tell you of a different story hmm. of Sidetrack, the red-nosed rail dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Josh? Yeah. It's Christmas. <laughs> Tell us about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rail Dog. He had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. Okay. All of the other pet Dogs. regulars <laughs> uh, used to laugh and call him names. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I actually don't remember the rest of the lyrics. Like DJ Sidetrack? <laughs> uh-huh. That was one of his names. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck it. This is Christmas. Let's let's do a sidetrack special. Oh, I'm going to uh, generate another name from the uh, the generator. Right. Whoa. And sidetrack is going to help this person out. <laughs> sidetrack is specifically going to help Brandy Butter Ify Trifle to save Christmas. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the last name? Ify Trifle. I- Ivy Trifle. Oh, Ivy Trifle. Okay. Doesn't make much more sense because that sounds horrible. <laughs> sidetrack. On a very cold, blustery day, is chugging through the snow <laughs> with like one of those like chilled grates, you know, like one of the kettle grids, just like plowing <laughs> it aside so that yep. all the trains can take all of their passengers back to their homes for the all festive the polar season. expresses. Yeah, all the really creepy as hell polar expresses with all the Tom Hanks in them. But uh, on the side of the tracks, he turns his headlamp eyes and sees. I'm sorry. Did you say that Sidetrack's got headlight eyes? Yes. Yes. He, he must. He's. I, I know right? he's a train, but I've never thought of it. As I'm kind of horrified has... by this. <laughs> well, I mean, like they light up. He's not got literal like train headlamps. Oh, at the same time, wouldn't it be adorable if you like imagine like a really foggy day, like you know, there's a lot of snow. It's like a blizzard, and you're just wandering aimlessly, and suddenly you kind of hear this chucking dog noise, I guess, and they just see these two headlights, and it's like, oh my god, what is it? Oh, it's just a dog running down some rails, pushing snow out the side. <laughs> no, I think Sidetrack's bark is more like a... <laughs> <laughs> and at the side of the track, crying her little eyes out, is that name I just said. Brandy which Butter is Ivy Trifle. Brandy Butter Ivy Trifle. And Sidetrack jumps off the rails, seeing this, this sight this, No, of this... hold on. Whoa, he doesn't do that. What he... are you fucking up? wheelie paws doesn't he he, yeah. he constantly generates rails dean yeah he rails oh. everywhere he generates rails towards this uh <laughs> young child young child dressed in the most festive of clothes just red and green white i guess everywhere and goes <laughs> and brandy butter goes oh sidetrack i'm in such a pickle i'm in such despair for you see I have been tasked to deliver all these presents down these chimneys. And, well, my rail dog is but a poor pug and cannot carry me. And, well, pug the tug um, is, no <laughs> is no good at carrying this uh, brandy butter ivy trifle. Who is 
at least six foot four tall. Is an elf? She's a tall elf. <laughs> so, Sidetrack, being like a greyhound, a large dog with a lot of horsepower and dog power, tells <laughs> tells Brandy Butter. <laughs> and so her eyes light up naturally, and she and says, so does, so does his nose. And so does his nose. And he creates the rails all across the globe. And uh, Brandy Butter slam dunks all these presents down chimneys. Um, she, like, phases them through windows if they don't have a chimney, which I'm pretty sure, like, like 60% of houses do, and flats, and bungalows. And they manage to deliver all the presents in the world, except one. And she turns to Sidetrack, <laughs> and she holds a present out, and she says, Sidetrack, my boy, this present... It has no label. It has no address. Whose present is it? And then Sidetrack pants and smiles and looks at Brandy Butter and says, <laughs> I thought he was actually going to speak for a moment and it would have been like no. Pikachu talking at the end of that. Yeah, this ain't no like Pokemon nostalgia trip. Um, and then, of course, Brandy Butter says, You shouldn't have. And she tears the present open there and then. In the middle of the sky, 20,000 feet in the air, upon rails, a magical dog created. <laughs> and she finds a little toy pug. And she she laughs. She assumes Sidetrack laughs. Like, apparently dogs can laugh, but it's, like, at different things and at different frequencies than what is natural for humans. It's, 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 the, it's the Muttley laugh, surely. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Fucking, it's the Muttley laugh. And then he does a little, like, loop-de-loop around the moon. And then I'm sorry, and just... neither of you going to do the Muttley laugh. Oh. <laughs> there it is. No. Oh god, that's gonna sound terrible um on the output. But like he does like a little loop de loop around the moon and then he writes the end in rails. That was beautiful, Dean. Thank you. Congratulations on your best story. Yeah. You're never normally this coherent during any of the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I had a moment of lucidity and well, I knew with you guys looking at me how you are, I must make a sidetrack story. I feel like I should have been more drunk for how I feel after listening to that, but I haven't <laughs> drunk a drop. You weren't the one fucking telling it. You've given me the greatest gift of all, and it is the idea for a new pet regular called Pugboat, who is a boat who is a pug. Merry Christmas, Josh. <laughs> and Merry Christmas to you, Jade. Uh, happy holidays, happy fest, bah humbug. And you know what? And a happy holiday to all of our listeners too. And to all a good night. Good night. And not a creature was staring, not even a side a track. Side track. <laughs> good night. You have been listening to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and me, Josh Randall. It's been edited by Dean and also me. Uh, don't forget you can get in contact with us on Twitter, BBR underscore podcast. And if you can leave us an iTunes review, that would be great. And whichever name you use on the review will end up churning through the hero machine. And you, so you'll be featured in an episode. I suppose all that's left is, as this will be uploaded on Boxing Day, so hopefully you had a good Christmas or holiday season. And we'll see you in the new year. And I believe our next episode should be out on either the 1st or the 2nd of January. 2018!